Hi there, and welcome to The Light Experiments. This is an unplanned part two to our episode on money, because when we listened over the first part, it prompted another round of insights, and we ended up recording an unscheduled conversation about those, and ultimately felt that that was worth sharing too. So if you haven't already listened to part one of Loving Money, um, this will make zero sense to you, so (laughs) that really is a bit of a prerequisite. But if you have, and you're interested in where this topic ended up taking us, welcome to this little follow-up. We truly love having you here. Thank you so much. Enjoy. As I was doing the editing process, I was being so inspired by thoughts and ideas that were in what we were saying, but we weren't realizing it. The first thing I wanted to mention is that the goddess Juno is the goddess of marriage, union, and childbirth manifestation. So Juno, the Roman goddess of marriage and childbirth, was renowned for her warlike aspect. Her Greek equivalent, though, is called Hera. Reminds me of Shira, which is great. (laughs) Hera is also the goddess of marriage, union, childbirth, manifestation, but also women in general. She was defined by her absolute mad jealousy and vengeance. So you have these goddesses of very sacred things like union and manifestation here in human form, but you have them embodying these very limited human emotions, human characteristics, war, jealousy, vengeance. And maybe this is just my imagination, pulling it all together and finding meaning where there is none. I don't know. But it feels to me like money, if it was born originally from these archetypes, these feminine archetypes, which were of very fundamental and sacred aspects of the human experience, but were also steeped in the separation. Mm. It's volatile. It's volatile. It's me and mine Mm. and getting you back for and all of that sort of thing. And yet they're the custodians, if you like, of these sacred feminine. Yeah, really divine aspects. Right? Yeah. But it all just dropped in. I was like money was and has been infused with the energy of me and mine with jealousy and fear for good reason. Money has provided us with an extraordinary experience of limitation whilst promising liberation (laughs) for good reason. It has tied us up in its ropes and twisted us into postures of servitude for good reason. Because we're gradually now being unbound. But this goes back into what we were talking about in our conversation about cycles Mm. and spirals. Because I have looked at money through the perspective of what a mess we've made of it. Mm. But when I looked at the origins of money and realized that the archetypes that were at the kind of the origining (laughs) Mm. of this tangible form of energy 
They were not pure light. They were not pure essence. Well, they weren't only that suckling mother that you describe in the last conversation, right? They, I mean, she might have been suckling, but then if you fucked her off, she cut your head off with a sword. And doesn't that feel like money? Mm. Mm-hmm. Like it, it nurtures us, it nourishes us, we love it. It gives us, it offers us so much. But at the same time, there's an energy and money that is warlike mm. and divisive and it causes it causes families to fall apart. It causes couples to, it, you know, mm. there is so much built into it. And I guess there was a part of me that was thinking money was born into the world and we, you know, messed it up or we misread it or mistreated it or whatever. But I guess now at the goddess energy that I feel has something to do with the with the birth of money is that it was perfect. It's been perfect. And where we have been on the spiral, we weren't ready. Of course, we weren't ready for pure essence of providence mm. and generosity. We, of course, we weren't ready. We weren't there. Mm. But maybe we are now all these thousands of years later, we are starting to to turn on a on a slightly more upward trajectory and now i understand that we've got two things going on here we've got mm-hmm. money what it was born to be ultimately which is what we were talking a lot about in our last discussion but the gift of the limitation and what it has exposed in our humanity in the meantime in the sense that We needed the contraction and the current experience of money ultimately at the moment is keeping the vast majority of us in a, you know, just a wheel, hamster wheel. Mm. And I realize, you know, all of our talk about Saturn as a lover and being binded by ropes and all of that stuff, that is the gift of the mess of money. Mm. <laughs> that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. I recognize that it is all for good reason, mm. for God reason. Mm. This crucifixion, resurrection, this contraction versus expansion idea, I started feeling it in terms of breathing. Like, You inhale and you have this expansion. It feels like a rebirth. And then you, you know, your lungs contract and you exhale and you sort of like die to that moment. Like that last moment of now has passed. And now you're you're inhaling the current moment. Because the question that we asked each other, or I was certainly asking in in that conversation, was what would resurrection feel like if it's Mm. not just supposed to be success? Mm. And as I'm listening to us, I'm realizing we were talking about crucifixion and resurrection the whole time. And in fact, it's in those huge cycles of many, many, many thousands of years. And I can start to see where we've been on that cycle, just looking back over the history of money um, and our civilizations and how they've um, evolved. But I can also see it in the cycle of breath. I can see it like 
in such simple terms. What does what does resurrection feel like? It feels like inhaling. <laughs> it feels like you know they say that you're born again every in every moment. Mm. Well, that's what that sort of felt like to me. But we're still holding on so much to what's brought us to this moment that we we forget that in every moment we are dying to or surrendering to what is, mm. which is usually in human form some semblance of limitation. That is yep. the gift of it. We feel like it's uncomfortable and we want to transcend Fixed. it. Into, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But actually it's it's the gold but we don't read it. We haven't been reading it like that. I certainly haven't. Mm-mm. I look at the the vision of new earth and I think, oh, God, let's just get there already. <laughs> but I have a newfound appreciation and you said it yourself in that conversation. You said, I feel like there's value in the going through. Mm. Never a truer word has been spoken, but I think when you awaken in a certain to a certain extent to truths about the infinite aspect or what have you I think the tendency at times is to feel frustrated with what is happening here on the ground but what I'm what I got through our conversation which we didn't say explicitly is that it is all for good reason. It's not that exponential rising up and off we go out into the, <laughs> it is a spiral. We are always forgetting. There are limitations. We feel like they are holding us back, but I now realize they are what we came for. The crucifixion, the exhale, the surrender, And then the resurrection, the inhale, the respiration, the re-spiriting or inspiration is the archetypal hero's journey through the limitation, through that delusion of separation with the faith and the knowing that that is exactly what is meant to be. So I keep seeing it from the perspective of the man on the cross. And he had that moment. He had this fleeting moment of forgetting and being so overwhelmed by the sensory overload of that moment. But in his center, in his core, was the knowing that it too was God. But not only that, it was the gift because without that, there could not be the rebirth beyond it. So it's like, talk about, you know, finding this path through what we might term suffering and loving what is, even though it goes against everything that we think we're here for. Does any of that make sense? It makes so much sense. And you've managed to draw connection through so many layers of our experience in that, you know, through our really transcendent kind of esoterical 
perceptions, I suppose, yes. of what we understand through mythology that we have, through cycles of history, through the human collective and individually, not just our lives, but right down to our very breathing. Yeah, it makes, it really does make a lot of sense. And it echoes what I've read the masters say. <sighs> you know, like you hear the masters write it with every breath. What is it? We're dying to the moment or dying to like the that moment. I heard that, but it's there. Yeah, it's that's, there. that's right. And it's like, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's exactly right, Amy. It's like there are so many beautiful ideas and they come and you're like, Mm, sounds nice. Yeah, like I kind of get mm. the gist. <laughs> but yeah. yes, I see it. I absolutely see it. And I also I love the that the that the goddesses were imbued with that energy because where did the goddesses come from? Right. So exactly. They came from what? This amalgamation of yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. The they mind. came from the human spirit amalgamation. Yeah. So there's God in all of it. Like they were given to us, but also we created them. That's the truest thing about archetypes and any type of archetypal energy. It represents both fundamental truths, but it also reflects our current consciousness. Yeah. So yeah. it's one feeding the other. It's a symbiosis. It's not, it's not like, oh, here's your archetype, go nuts. Yeah, that's it's right. It's like it's one feeding the other, yeah. And so then, yes, money definitely fits in like it had to be this. It had to be this way because that's what we were ready for. That's what we created. That's what was going to hold us back for long enough. Like I just see that rubber band like pulled back, back, back and then ping and and I guess there's the crucifixion, isn't it? Like, you know, Jesus went through how much of his life, we don't know, knowing what was going to occur. And he has had that extraordinary level of consciousness and awareness to know that most of us don't know what's going to occur, although we do know that there will be some form of challenge, difficulty, hardship, some dark night of the soul that we need to move through at some point in our lives but to your point of his being overcome with the sensory the humanness of like why did you leave me god you know why did you forsake me in this moment that's like the rubber band that's the catapult pulled back like at its right before releasing point right i've got shivers and all down my body deepest forgetting oh. furthest away from yeah, it all makes a lot of sense. It really does. That the faith required for him and his fellows, his beloveds, to walk through that version of limitation, which was effectively the ultimate torture and death, was inhuman. <laughs> but it was in the human because they could see what was coming, to your point, and yet... They walked towards it, mm. knowing there was something higher there to trust and surrender to. I really hope you're going where I think you're going. Go. Oh, keep going. Oh, I don't know. No, keep going. Keep going. Well, my next line was, I have walked directly into poverty in the same way. Yes. It's like money is the modern day fucking cross. It is. Money is the cross. Money is the cross. Just, just in our reality, 
we talked about it too, um, about, you know, if there was a new earth with all that beautiful vision of, you know, freedom and children learning in order to thrive and not having to fun- be funneled into jobs and all the rest of it. And we're like, give us a ticket. Let me buy a ticket to that place. But mm. unless we have unless our consciousness has been raised beyond old earth, we would only keep recreating old earth. The resurrection is the rising of the consciousness beyond what was, what has been so that something new can be born, Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. think. Mm -hmm. And there's a little bit of a birthing feeling about all of this, the contraction which can feel very much like a pain. Mm. Without the contraction, we wouldn't have the opening and the birth. Mm. Got to go through that in order to birth something new. Mm -hmm. And I'm experiencing consciously and in real time a massive contraction, which if I wasn't keeping a very close eye on it, would feel like unbearable suffering. When I listened back to the way that I was speaking in our conversation about money, and I kept saying things like, it's forgetting versus remembering, it's knowing versus reality, it's um, horizontal versus vertical, it's trust versus fear. And as I was listening to me, I was like, hmm, there's that word versus. What if we remove that word versus and we put a cross in between Mm. the two words? So that it is all All the same allowed to be. Mm. It's all the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that really felt hugely expansive. Mm. Far more expansive. Because of course you hear the um forgetting versus remembering or fear versus trust or separation, isn't it? It's one or the other. Separation. And it's like, wait Mm. a minute, we talk about there being no separation. So there can be no separation there either. Mm. and we seem to have a preference towards the remembering and the trust and the knowing and all of that. But what if we now recognize that the value is in the delusion, the separation, the fear, it's there for good reasons, certainly at this point of our evolutionary journey Mm -hmm. of the spiral, it is for beautiful gifted purpose. In the conversation we had about empowerment, I was saying to you, how do you feel like, where do you get that sense of really feeling like you are empowered in your own world, in your own life? And I live in a situation today where, (laughs) you know, show me the material sense of empowerment and I can't show you one. But the interesting thing is, is that as I was contemplating yesterday, putting a cross in between the aspects of duality, I felt a sense of empowerment I've not felt before. It was like, oh, wait a minute. If it's not a V and it's a cross, it is all the one thing of which I am also integrated. So now I'm beginning to understand or sense or feel what I have been told by the masters and by the teachers, you know, (laughs) Mm. in a new way. You're also seeing it for what it is. And within that, then having a choice about how you do see it. Am I seeing this as limitation or am I seeing it as expansion? 
Wow. That's empowering, isn't it? So empowering. Thank you for sharing that. Thank Thank you you. for listening. God love you. (laughs) (laughs) It's um, transformative for both of us. Mm.